Today is October 30th. Welcome on in to Daily Cards Live, postseason edition, World Series edition here on ClabesOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Bob Ramsey and Rammer. Tonight, the series shifts back to Arizona, tied at one game apiece. Uh, last time we talked, it was before the start of the uh, of the World Series. And I, I, I would say, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I'll say on my behalf, shocking to me, the Diamondbacks, they really should be up two games to nothing right now. Well, I don't know. If, so and I'm not trying to pick, but I've heard some other people say, so should the Cardinals have lost game six of the 2011 World Series? Yeah, I think if your closer's on the mound, you expect him to close out the game. So yeah. And that's why you got to play the games. Okay. I thought I thought game one was one of the great World Series games I've ever seen. It was it was a marvelous, marvelous game. I was um I was watching on TV in Nashville and was uh and actually planned to go out and hear some live music and enjoy Nashville. I couldn't get away from the television. It was uh it was really a marvelous game. And I mostly saw highlights of game two, saw part of it live, and um that was just one of those games where the hot team beat up on a, a bullpen that was ineffective and a really good game though. The Diamondbacks are playing fun baseball, really enjoyable to watch. So I've been, I've really enjoyed both games so far of the series. A lot of stolen bases uh, for the, uh, for the Diamondbacks. And that was something that back in the Phillies series, when they went down two games to none, and they struggled to score runs in the first two games, Tori Lavello kind of put it out there and said, we're not, Eight, we're not getting to play our style of baseball because they weren't getting on base. If you remember that back to the NLCS in game one and game two, I, I did they get shut out in both of those games? Or if anything, they think they scored one run. They they Their offense was very ineffective those first two games. And they kind of said, we need to score. If we want to win, we need to score. And or if we want to score, we need to run. And that's what they weren't able to do. That's how they beat the Dodgers in in three games in the NLDS. And they got back to Arizona and they were able to do that. And you saw so far in the, the first two games of the World Series, especially game two, they get on the bases and man, do they run the bases well. And in particular with their main power source, Walker, in a bad slump, it even emphasizes more that, that they've got to push. Um with sacrifice bunts and and stolen bases, taking the extra 90 feet whenever it's available to them. Yeah, absolutely right. And it's fun to see them adapt and play their ball. Yeah, um, and the list of which by the uh, we talked about this. Uh, we've talked about it during the season. We've talked about it during the postseason. I've seen more of it posted about after game one of the World Series and that about Adolis Garcia and, oh, the Cardinals this and the Cardinals that. And here's what the Cardinals roster would have been if they didn't get rid of anybody. And it's just – it's such a – it's such a BS narrative to have out there on any level, but you still continue to see former Cardinal players out there having good series. Tommy Pham in, in particular going four for four in game two. And, and I saw the narrative, oh, another Cardinal they let walk away uh, from that series. But not only did the Cardinals let him walk, so did Tampa, so did San Diego, so did Boston, so did Cincinnati, and so did the New York Mets. So it's not like Tommy Pham just went straight from St. Louis to Arizona and started having this success. It's just a narrative that's tired and it's played out at this point. Well, I think in the moment it is, and I agree with you, but I love being the nerd that I am. I love going back 
and um, looking in Cardinal history and, and to what would it look like if you made no bad deals? And I'm not saying any of those three fit that category. It's probably something you want to do a year or two from now. But um, I like to go back and see if you don't make any mistakes. But there's I can't think of a franchise that never makes a mistake on a player. Exactly. I'm not excusing the Cardinals. I'm just saying historically, man, you can go back over the decades and go, oh, my gosh, they moved this guy. They moved that guy. They made this trade that failed. And it's kind of a uh, – I don't do it out of frustration, but just kind of to see – what you had, what the motivation was, and why you ended up there. And I think that we're kind of at that point, and it really kind of echoes what happened in the 70s when in a very short period of time, the Cardinals moved Bobby Tolan, Richie Allen, Steve Carlton, and Jerry Royce, all in like a two or three uh, year window. And all for different reasons, some legitimate, some not. Some just pure mistakes, and uh, but you look back and you go, oh, man, they really missed the boat. And we might be at that point, but I don't think we're ready to determine that now. No, and if you want to have a conversation like that, if this is something that maybe you want to look at and you and Frank can talk about on, on the radio in, in this regard, to something of looking at the, maybe the last eight years. Go back to the la- go back to after they lost the series to the Cubs in 2015 and then went on that three-year stretch of not making the playoffs in 16, 17, and 18. Just, just look at what the outfield could have looked like. If you would have made no bad moves then, because if you look back to that, all of the different outfielders that they cycled through, Tommy Pham included in that, Stephen Piscotty, Randall Gritchick, uh, with all of those names going going through there. And if we're going to live in a fairy tale land of saying no bad deals, then I mean, even throw Oscar Tavares into the mix with, with some of that as well, with, you know, what, what something, what this possibly could have looked like and who the Cardinals wouldn't have missed out on over those years as well. Yeah. I, again, I think it's a fun exercise, but it has no more meaning than that. The, uh, the game tonight, one of the names, you know, another what if in the uh, in Cardinal Nation, Max Scherzer. He's on the mound tonight for the Rangers. Uh, didn't get his playoff start until the NL or to the ALCS. He's 0-1 with a 945 ERA in his two outings so far in the postseason. Brandon Fatt. Uh, Fett is going for the uh, Diamondbacks tonight. This three-headed monster of Gallon, Kelly, and Fett has just been outstanding for the D-backs the entire postseason so far. No wins yet, but a 2.7 ERA with 22 strikeouts for the uh, for the Diamondbacks pitcher, who, uh, like I said, he has just been a lot of fun. All three of these guys have been fun to watch to go out there and uh, throw the way that they have uh, or so far in the playoffs. Well, he throws strikes. So it'll be interesting to see how um, how the Rangers approach this guy because he doesn't nibble. He goes right after people. So how will they adjust to that? And then uh, uh, in reference to Scherzer, you know, he had a, he's had a, a blister issue on his thumb. How will that look tonight? How will that affect him tonight? And, um, yeah, I'm not willing to, to give up on Max as a contributor in this World Series run. Um, he was hurt in September, and so these are the starts coming back. Unfortunately for him and the Rangers, he's been more or less rehabbing 
uh, in postseason play. So we'll see how he does tonight. You know, he still throw his velocity is still there. Will he have his command? And that'll be the challenge for him tonight. Brandon Fett had made his major league debut uh, six months ago, really. Uh, May 3rd uh, is when he made his major league debut. Do you know who he yeah. made that major league debut against? Um, because you're asking the questions, I'm not going to say it's the Havana Sugar Kings. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cardinals. No, the Texas Rangers. Oh, he made Texas his Rangers. major league debut on May 3rd against the Texas Rangers in Arlington for that game. He uh, went five, four and two-thirds innings, gave up nine hits. Four of those were home runs, Rammer, in the, his uh, well, major league debut. Summer. He did yeah, not no. have a good summer. He's He was up and down to the minor mm -hmm. leagues, um, but they finally convinced him to go after hitters, not nibble and throw strikes. And I believe that's been the difference. Sorry, I lost you there towards the oh, end of your, uh, yeah, but I no, said, I, I, I just said he's throwing strikes now and that's the difference. Absolutely. So uh, it's uh should be a, a good pitching matchup. Hopefully that day off allowed, uh, allowed the Rangers bullpen to get a little bit of rest. I, I could, I, I going to tell you, I mean, back in May when he was making his debut, I would never have thought that we would have seen Chris Stratton playing in a playoff game this uh, this year. But there he was for the Rangers. Uh, not not entirely effective, only throwing 19 pitches, two thirds of an inning, giving up a uh, run in that. But you saw you, you saw a Cardinal, two Cardinals actually pitching for the uh, for the Rangers in the postseason in uh, in game two of the uh of this series so any uh any lineup changes you expect to see tonight two righties on the mound uh for these uh for these teams it appears that um uh the the diamondbacks flip their lead off and two hitter depending if it's a right-hander or left-hander but other than that i wouldn't anticipate anything yeah Cattell Marte goes for his uh goes to continue on his major league How about his, that? Uh, world his playoff record an uh, 18 game hitting streak right now looks to improve on that tonight he's and, and what's what's also shocking too I mean he's not th this isn't a 18 game hitting streak where the ball looks like a beach ball to him uh, he's he's hitting I mean right now he's only two for ten in the World Series so by no, no means is, game. Yeah, by no means is he just absolutely crushing the ball right now. He's two for ten in the World Series with uh with one of those being a double. So he's just, you know, hey, one a game makes you work. I mean, when when uh when fifty-six was made, not every night was he going three for four, two for four, uh back then true. either. So very true. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Jordan Walker earlier this year as well. He wasn't lighting the world on fire, one hit a game. Good enough to get you a hit streak That's in, exactly uh, right. in that one. Two games down, one to one is where we stand between the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. And I, I imagine here locally, we're just waiting for this series to end before any kind of big news is announced on a coaching front, uh, whether it's in regards to Yachty or any other kind of uh, potential moves from maybe overseas, adding a pitcher yeah. to, the, uh, to the mix. So uh, here locally, as much as I want to see a, an exciting competitive series. The quicker this series is over, the quicker you and I can move on to Cardinal news for the, uh, for the off season. I would anticipate that we'll get um, some, if not hard info, some leaks of some things coming by the middle of next week. That's my oh, guess. Yeah. The leak. I mean, the leaks have been coming out. Uh, th those aren't leaks anymore. That's uh... <laughs> we're sinking. 
<laughs> yeah. I think we, we all kind of have an idea of where things are headed. It's just a matter of making sure that it's announced in a, a time that Major League right. Baseball uh, appreciates, I, I guess would be the right the right yeah. word uh, for right. all of this. Yeah, but uh, we will uh, hey, we'll try to be back uh, before the series is over. Just depends on how these games go in right. Arizona the next three nights, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in the desert for games three, four, and five. Until then, we are brought to you each and every day by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Rammer, our friends at Royal Banks. Royal Banks of Missouri. Give them a call, 314-212-1500. Talk to one of the great pros over there that can help you through any of your business or personal banking needs. 314-212-1500 to Royal Banks of Missouri. He's Bob Ramsey. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been Daily Cards Live right here on ClabesOnline.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Munganass with Munganass St. Louis Acura. Here to talk to you today about some benefits of Acura's certified pre-owned program. After passing a 182-point multi-point inspection, Acura backs all of our certified pre-owned cars with a 6-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty and a 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Munganass St. Louis Acura has new inventory arriving daily. Come on into Munganass St. Louis Acura today, meet our award-winning team, and find that perfect certified pre-owned Acura for you.